Hello, Chicago. Well, Saturday night, you know what time that is. It's Popo Report time. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLS AM 890 in Chicago. Listening pleasure. We're here every Saturday night. Luke, what's going on? There's a lot going on, man. We've got consent decrees. We've got police officers, um, you know, uh, getting beat up. I mean, there's a lot going on. How do the police get beat up? Come on. You know, we we it's just professionalism. You know, gets taken advantage uh, you of. Just take a whipping these days, right? You don't even respond. We're just going to get no, a beaten and keep on moving. You know, we're going to respond. Oh we're yes, respond. you do usually. But hey, Chicago is becoming kinder and gentler police department, aren't they? <laughs> Federal monitoring and judges and all kinds of. Near to Wells in your business, kind of got to be nice these days. Well, the old ways of doing business are definitely <laughs> being, uh, you know, revisited and revised. Yes, they are. So, <laughs> well, and going back to the fifties and sixties, right? The old ways of doing things are, you know, not acceptable today. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of the uh, invention of tiny little cameras and microphones. I mean, you on YouTube now, you act up. Everyone's all up in your business. Yes, you know. And what's Lupe's model? Mind your own business, <laughs> right, people. <brother. laughs> they don't do it with those cameras and microphones. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, what ha- what happened? I mean, we got the, the federal court is now monitoring, right? Chicago Police Department. Right. Federal decree. All kinds of money going to be thrown about for people, for folks to keep an eye on the CPD. The FOP a little upset with this whole thing because they're not involved. They're not included, right? Yeah, I mean... They missed the boat. You know what? Yeah, they weren't involved they in the They were asleep at the wheel, and then right. we woke up when they go, Oh, oh, wait, wait, we want to we be here. And they said, uh, nice try, not happening. You can't get that seat at the table retroactively. That's right. I wonder what they were thinking about when they didn't demand from the beginning. Well, I mean, the uh, that reform plan was just approved by by Judge Judge Dow. Judge Dow. Dow. Judge Dow, Joliet guy, Harvard, Yale guy. Huh? He's a pretty smart guy, allegedly. <laughs> I would hope that our uh, judges are smart. No, at least some of them. Boy, don't bet well, any money on well, that. Well, not this that, recent, okay. not this recent group that's being um, you know elevated by our esteemed president. Most of well, them. Well, let me. These, I don't know. Last time Lifetime. a federal judge got appointed here, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while. Our guy's been around forever. Even Dow's been around a few years now. And he's like, let us begin, right? Well, anyways, they're getting monitored whether they like it or not. I don't know how that's going to play out. I mean, I think City Hall and the Shackman decree was still under being monitored, and that hasn't worked out too well over the decades. You know, let me tell you, it plays well politically, especially in our uh, this that's political right. season. Yes. It plays well. All the candidates are, you know, they're everybody's happy. Yes, talking about it. Uh, yeah, we have accountability now. Pandering, oh, yeah, yes. exactly. The the new buzzword is accountability. But uh, funny funny thing is, a lot of these uh, a lot of these measures have already been in place or right. are scheduled to come into place. Yes. For example, by twenty twenty, you're going to have uh, twenty minimum twenty or so CIT trained uh, 
uh, personnel to help out. Not CIT trained personnel, but counselors. Uh, you know, when police officer needs help, like, and, uh, like mental health, mental health exactly. Yes. So we're going to have more people on staff to help out police officers. Uh, more sergeants are being thrown in, you know, into, into the fray. So there's going to be like help out sergeants there. Sergeants that actually work and supervisors, yes, in a squad car out in the street and show up when stuff happens. Uh, uh, more more training for police officers. There's going to be a minimum. training is a good thing. Yeah. Yes, Tra- the more training you get, usually the better off you are, right? I believe it's going to be uh, minimum seventy two hours a year training. Yeah, now. Listen, all professionals, all the professions more. have mandatory training for the most part for licensed people. So it's about time we got with the program in Chicago. And huh? I could go on and on. I mean, everyone's wearing a body cam now. I mean, yes, they are. They're not always on, but they're all wearing one. You know, we always try to make sure they're working. Yes. You know, operational. They, they and turn they on and off, right? They don't. They don't roll for you know eight hour shift. Oh, they roll for an eight hour shift. Oh, do they? You, you never turn them off. Well, you only turn them off where when appropriate. Like but they're always supposed to be know, on. Like potty breaks and like stuff. When you, yes. Like when you use the washroom, exactly. Yeah. Like like when you're talking to your bookie on your cell phone in the squad car. Does or that... or when you you walk <laughs> when you walk into a hospital. Uh, when uh, when the uh, victim requests that you turn it off, like in a domestic or, uh, or the just victim a, that's getting beat up by the popo, does he get like, the request that it's turned off? Please turn off that camera. I could go on and on. <laughs> we tease. Well, hey, the good news is though, January homicides are way way down for Chicago. We only had twenty loop. I mean, that's like you know a record almost. That's not even one a day. You think the weather had anything to do oh, with I it? Oh, I think the weather had a lot to do with Mr. it. Mr. Polar Vortex? Yeah, it's pretty nasty out there. No one wants to get out there and start shooting, throwing some lead around. And, you know, it gets messy in the house when you shoot somebody. Yeah, well, right? you, you got to clean it up. You got to call cleaning ser- professional cleaning services. The ghouls come in, you know, covered in head to toe and rubber and, you know, space helmets. <laughs> so it's cold outside. You don't want to go out there. You know, the shootings are going to be down. Let's see what happens in April and May. Well, look what happened uh, beginning uh, first first weekend in February. You had that shooting on the south side. Seven got shot. One got, uh, I think, one, yeah, seven yeah. got shot. Uh, one got killed. Uh, uh. Yeah. But, hey. They start off to a good It's th- still down. It's down. It's a good thing. We would be under 240 for the year if it kept at that pace. I, t- I would bet the farm we're not going to be at 240 at the end of the year, but that, that's a good pace for Chicago. That's a great pace. So con- whatever's working, congrats. Okay. You know, right? I, I mentioned that shooting on the south side uh, at the Reynolds Bar. Uh, one that, of the, that was a bad one. One of the two men killed in that. You know, it's it's called a mass shooting. Whenever you have, yeah, it was a mass shooting, mass no doubt shooting. about that. You know, a bunch of bodies laying on the sidewalk. That Grand Crossing neighborhood's not. It's that's a shady. That's a that's yeah, a bad part of town. A lot of shootings down man. there in Grand Crossing. Bad part of time. That the one who got killed, he served prison time uh, for his. Uh, he was involved in a high-profile case that resulted in a mentally ill California woman falling from, the, falling from the seventh floor yeah. on the south side. I recall uh, that case. Yes. You know, a little, little karmic justice there, probably. Yeah, uh, maybe. A lot of karmic justice. Yeah. Right? Sometimes the right guy gets ventilated. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have that namaste going for him. You know? No, he did not, my friend. Exactly. So. <laughs> Can you spell that namaste? N- no. Yeah, neither could I. I can only pronounce it because you just said it. <laughs> hey, and hey, and our actor friend, right? What's going on with Jesse Smollett? Yeah, Jesse, not a, not a Jesse, lot. Uh, Jesse, uh, 
that thing's kind of falling apart a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, even the superintendent's kind of like, you know what? If it turns out that this guy is not telling the truth, we are going to go after him. Hey, let's talk about this. Okay, we're, we're going to talk yeah. about it because we're, we're not controversial. But, you know, for a guy that got beat up, he had a little scratch underneath his eye. All right, now, I got to tell you, I, I, that's not getting beat up at all. A little scratch. And the next day, the scratch wasn't even there. So I'm not even sure if it was like a real, real scratch. But this thing is starting to really stink a little bit. Like I told you last week, it doesn't pass the smell test. No, it, it does it, not. You know, he's not, he, he doesn't want uh, the Popo to uh, look at his cell phone records. Well, listen, I'm... But they might they might just go for subpoena and subpoena his phone records. Even a libertarian I am, I don't want to give the Popo my phone either for you a whole what? bunch of different if, reasons. If you've got a lot of, if you've got all the, a bunch of resources looking into your case, you know, spending time well, on it. Well, listen, I the heard least over you 100 detectives. Be, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, at least, you, yeah, the least you should be is, you know, helpful. 100 detectives on this thing? Yeah. On a... On a Hundreds of hours looking at surveillance oh, videos. I, I think it's more than hundreds of hours. Yeah. I, I, if you started adding the money this thing costs, it, it's hitting six figures easily. Yeah. Easily. For what? I, I'm telling you, actors, drama, ratings, TV show, career stuff, this all plays into this thing. I, and, and listen, if this guy got beat up like he says he did, I'm the first guy hanging these guys out the dry that did this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I suspect strongly nobody got beat up. Well, what's up next, up. brother? We got it. We, let's let's we got to take a hard break here in a minute. But what's coming up? Thanks for starting us off, my nonviolent, low-level partner in crime. As the Popo Report gets underway here on a Saturday night, more to come, including Chicago MILF at center of political scandal, Iraqi war veteran yells racial slurs and punches cop in Wrigleyville, and an American white-collar greed plays out in the North Shore. Should there be a statute of limitations on old scandals you can bring back up in a mayoral campaign? We'll talk about it on Connected to Chicago, Sunday night at 7 here on WLS AM 890. All right, all right. Popo is back. Popo Report, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. We're here in Chicago. We're your listening pleasure all night long. 50,000 screaming watts, right? Huh? We're happening. It's a happening show. It's early on. And this thing only gets better tonight. And oh yeah, by the way, folks, happy birthday to Lupe. This Looking past good, week, man. This past week on the 7th. Yeah, yes, thank you week. very much. Happy birthday to Lupe Aguirre. I really appreciate it, folks. We're going to jam it out tonight. All right, brother. Let's go. What's up next? What do we got? Well, we got a troubled cop who calls it Ooh. quits, man. He, CPD sergeant. This boy's in a lot of trouble all the time, isn't he? He's got quite a, quite a He's a sergeant. He's not just a regular guy, right? Yeah. He gets some stripes on his sleeve. Yeah, Not anymore. Stripes are history. He, re he resigned. He couldn't handle the heat, I'm uh, guessing. I, I mean, This dude is bad news. He should have been fired a long time ago, just in my opinion. He should have been locked up. Yeah. This guy is like a crime spree. All right? He beats up two guys in a bar. When, when did this happen? A few months ago back, right? Yeah, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, let there. me tell you. He didn't just beat them. He put them both in the hospital. A One was in the hospital leg, for about a month. Leg. Yeah, a broken leg. He curb stomped them, brother. I mean, let me tell you. This is this is not just your regular old bar room, push, shove, punch in the nose, maybe kick you a couple times. This was a, this was a real life ass kicking that hurt these two cats, man. I mean, they were they were badly hurt. They were partying down in Andersonville at uh, the Atmosphere nightclub, and uh, you know things turned for the worse. Yep. And uh, yeah, these two guys got a got a real ass beaten. And uh, well, 
No charges. No charges were filed. Well, and when the you popo know, they showed left up, the scene. Sergeant Eric Elkins, 45, he badged everybody and said, I'm the popo. Got to go. Don't have time. State's attorney's still looking at it. I don't know how long it takes to look at a bar fight where everybody gets put in the hospital. I mean, you know, it seemed to me not a lot of investigation required. You know, an Oak Park cop was also involved. Oh, in yeah. That. He's resigned his job, too. Right. He's history. He, he was a rookie, though, so it's easy to get rid of him. But Alkins was a sergeant making 104 k a year. Not bad money if you could get it. But he also had some other issues going on, didn't he, Loop? Yeah, back in uh, back yeah. in Michigan, some uh, some sex charges against who? Little kids, right? 13, Young kids, thirteen and fifteen year olds. Yeah, man, this Elkins guy got red flags just falling out of all of his pockets. Well, uh, I mean that 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 got pled down to a lesser charge. So he, I got to tell you, if you're the pope, got to wait on that one. And you are able to plead down a sex charge against a young kid, you should be gone. Probation and community service. Adios. See you later. I mean. I've seen Popo get fired for getting a DUI in Wisconsin. This guy is pleading guilty to sex crimes, and he's still walking around. Then he's beating guys up in bars. This dude is a time bomb. It's a good thing he resigned because uh, he's ready to go off. Well, he was this, also. This is not the last we're going to hear from this guy. Well, yeah, and that's not that only the that's not a single singular event. He was also charged uh, with uh, carrying on a sexual relationship with a uh, with a kid, a uh, teenage kid. While he was attending Almondson High School, he was a security guard there. Yeah. Yeah. I, we got found. That. He was oh, NG on that one. Find these guys. He was I, NG on that one, though. Yeah, NG. Right? It's your favorite. It's your favorite. We like NGs if they're appropriate. Yeah. We like people who are actually not guilty to be found not guilty, as opposed to a wrongful conviction, right? So obviously he had a really, really good attorney, and uh, the, yeah, they, they a found, really good judge. They found the victim not credible. Yeah, you know, wasn't Dominica Stevenson? She didn't. She wasn't a judge, was she? No, she okay. <laughs> Kenneth Wattis. That was a judge. That was a judge. I don't know him. Never heard of him. Can't be too important. But anyways, he gone. Right. No, no more popo credentials in his wallet. <laughs> Next time he gets popped, he's not going to get the professional courtesy pass. This is why police officers get a bad rap. Exactly. This, this, one the guy. One percent. Uh, right. One percent. All this. All this media coverage drags down everybody. And and of course the problem is when they real popo showed up at the fight they do nothing. They give him a pass. And this is this is how it just always tumbles out of control. Because if you just do your job right, you look at these two guys who are getting ready to go to into the critical care unit in the ICU. Oh, no, no, hold, on, hold on. It's not that the police officers didn't do anything at that time. They left the scene. Elkins and his partner, right. they left the scene. Yeah, so, but I mean, they still haven't done anything. Well, that's that's <laughs> no, a whole different story. That's right. a whole different, but at, but at the time, yeah. You know, their hands were sort of tied. Yeah, but I, didn't didn't Elkins get grabbed like two blocks down or something in his car driving away? Didn't I think Popo stopped him, man. I'm pretty sure they did. Not, not it a, he didn't case. get arrested, but uh, I'm glad he's gone because... Uh, I'm even sick of talking about this guy. And he's bad news. Good good riddance. I'm right with you there, partner. I know. Listen, next story, not so pleasant, right? This is kind of a bad thing. We have another officer commit suicide. And was she a sergeant? Yes, she was. And then she was with another sergeant, right? 
It's a little confusing. There's, well, a, there's another police officer in the car with her, right? Apparently, they, they were at a party, and they, they just right. got back yep. got back to where, you know, in the mm-hmm. area where she lives. Right. And uh, they were having a discussion. They were just in the car, and then at the time that another another sergeant arrived on scene, right. that's when the... It was just a, another friend, right? Another this friend. wasn't nothing, yeah. no police call. Well, we don't know yet. We don't, yeah, it wasn't a police call. Yeah. Not that we know of, But no. she allegedly shoots herself. In front of the other officer she's with, right? Yeah, according to the detectives, it's a self-inflicted wound. The ME hasn't confirmed it yet, but it's according to detectives. <laughs> My experience, the ME usually confirms what the popo tell them to confirm. I, I, I'm always, you know, I, I always have a problem with these kind of shootings. I'm, I'm always, they're always very suspect to me. She pulls out a gun and she shoots herself with her buddy sitting there. What, I mean... You know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of questions you know, swirling around this story. Exactly. And, and everyone says he was appropriately distraught and upset and fully cooperative and on and on. But they're doing GSR uh, G- uh, analysis. Right, shot residue tests. But they're, 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 those were field tests. We'll see what happens when the real ones come back. I, um, it, it's a sad story, man. And it's, on, it's like the sixth police officer suicide in less than a year. Right. Yeah, going back, going back to 2018. Yeah, that's yeah, it. They're going up, man. It one's too many. One's too many. Yes. But I mean, it's a high suicide rate for uh, for police yeah. officers. And not only that, I'm also an attorney. Imagine <laughs> what the suicide rate for attorneys is. So I'm like, everyone's like, "Hey, man, are you sure yeah. you're okay?" But I'm like, hey, hey, okay, in Chicago, what do we got? Like eighty thousand lawyers. For you. Uh, the suicide rate for there, a lot of people would say, eh, you know, <laughs> it's acceptable losses for attorneys. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Yeah, not you, I brother. Always, okay, I can always count on not you. you not, not, not the wives, not the family law people. Okay, we don't want them uh, shooting themselves. <laughs> No, but I've, I keep getting calls. Hey, man, what's going on with p- police officers? And are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. Are man. you okay? That could be loopy. We should all be you. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't get much better. <laughs> I mean, listen, you run Rogers Park, right? It's like you know your kingdom up there. I mean, you walk into a restaurant, they do everything but scrape and bow. I grew up in Rogers Park. We have a lot of friends and family there. out there. Yes. Went to school out there. I mean, yeah, it's sort of like a fiefdom. Yes, it, it, no, no, it it's sort of no. like what it, it really is. I mean, I, I can't believe you don't live there. No, it isn't. If you live there, you'd probably be the alderman by acclamation. You wouldn't even have to run. They would just say Lupe. Lupe's. There's a lot going Lupe's on in Rogers alderman, Park. Right? I, do, I, do have, I do have a deep love for Rogers Park, though. Well, you should. It you takes know. care of you. It's a yeah. gift that keeps giving. And, and you know, I, I'm interested to know how, how they celebrated your birthday. Was it like a, a day off for everybody in Rogers Park? Uh, it's yeah. Lupe's birthday. We're not working today. I grew up, you know, incidentally, I grew up on Hollywood Street. So uh, now it's, Hot dogs for everybody. <laughs> so now it's known as Lupe Street. Lupe Street, yes. I'm waiting for the little yes. brown and white street sign to come up. Just kidding. Guys. Lupe Aguirre Way, Rogers Park. <laughs> Would be West Rogers Park or East Rogers Park? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. And the, and the people of Rogers Park do appreciate your service. Thank you. On, on behalf of them, thank you for your service, Lupe. And on a, and on a you know, just... Uh, on a sad note, just rest in peace, officer. Prayers for her and her co-workers. Absolutely. I'll leave it at that. Absolutely. And if you guys, listen, if you're feeling bad, if you're looking at that 9 millimeter a little bit too lovingly, make a phone call. Get some help. Take a few days off. Decompress. Do something. Don't leave behind a trail of grief and agony for your family and friends. Great advice, Paul. On that note, we're going to take another pause. We'll see you in a few. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSM 890. 
Hear about it. Talk about it. Chicago's News and Talk. WLS AM 890. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. Step four. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. Okay, Popo Nation, we're back. Saturday night, WLS AM 890. Hey, you can't listen tonight. You pick us up on WLSAM890.com. Because you could listen to that thing 24-7. Right, Luke? Well said, absolutely. Never, never a better program than that. You just click on that podcast button and hit Popo Report. And you can listen to us anywhere you want then. Commercial free, I might add. Right? Live and after the show. I mean... Right, right after the show, they put it up, right? Yeah, they put it right on. But yeah. listen, uh, we appreciate you all listening to the show because we like our listeners. And they're loyal. They hang in there, don't they, Luke? They do. They we do. get a lot of mail, man. I have people listen to the whole show. I, I think it's great. You know, they stay around for the second hour, which is great. That's right. Because the second hour, almost, you know, just because we're getting warmed up at that point, is Juice, always hot. The juices are flowing. That's and right, then we're, 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 we hit right. a crescendo. That's and right. then, you know, we... No, it's like the Chicago River unfreezes, man, and j- just taking off. You could almost uh, white water raft that thing. It's like the Popo Report. Maybe maybe one of them restaurants down on the river will put us out there one Saturday night loop. You know, we could then our people could just come in and hang on top of the river and look down on us and all the flash loves. You think that would happen? I'm sure they're working <laughs> on it. They're working on it. I'm sure. I'm sure the marketing and promotional departments are all thinking about us right now doing that show. Yeah, but we've got another report, and this one, Paul. Uh, it just like my heart just stops when I when story. I read stories yeah, like this, and story. we just have to put it out there, people. Now, well, we go out to Seattle, and predictably, when you leave a gun unlocked, unsecured, and there are young children in the house, it's an accident or disaster waiting to happen. So, always, always. What happens? A four year old boy in an apartment in Seattle finds a loaded gun under a mattress, in between the box spring and the mattress. Mm-hmm. Whips it out, and he shoots his pregnant mom in the face. Whoa. Wake up. my And the boyfriend's in the bed. They're watching TV. And the kid finds the gun. And no doubt, no safety on it of any sort, right? Certainly no child lock. And he shoots his mom in the face. Mom has survived uh, thus far. But we don't know what kind of survival. I mean, I Take one in the face, it's usually never a good result. And these tragedies happen all too yes, often. Yes. Listen, if you're going to have firearms in your house, they got to be locked, they got to be secured. Period. If you, if you have children, if you have grandchildren, little kids are going to pick up a gun and try and pull that trigger every time. Listen, when I was growing up, uh, a, a gun was considered a toy. Everybody had toy guns. Right, everybody we played, had toy we played guns, cops right? and yeah, robbers. Guns, right? we, we played cops and robbers yeah. all the time. I'm I'm not going to teach my son that a gun is a toy. I'm, I'm not even going to have toy guns in the house. They are serious weapons. That's what I'm... That I'm not ever going to buy a toy gun for my boy. Uh, I can tell you, my, Sorry. my children grew up with a gun in the house all the time, right? And they knew from a very early age on... You do not touch it. You don't play with it. You don't look at it. Your friends don't touch it. But I, when they were younger, it was always secured. First yeah. thing I did, I'd come home, I had a lockbox on top of the fridge, threw it in the fridge and locked it. Absolutely. On top of the fridge. That was it. Absolutely. And, I mean, you could run around with a box, but that was the worst thing that was going to happen. 
Uh, you cannot have a weapon in the house with young children and man and no. not have it secure. No, no, right? No. I mean, their curiosity gets the best of That's them, right. and they see it on they see him on TV. Yeah. And what happens usually is they shoot a neighbor, for, you know, a, a buddy who's over, another little kid, or shoot themselves. Right. Uh, or no. their sister, or their brother. Yeah. Right. Uh, disaster, folks. If you have a weapon, you got to be responsible. You got to lock it up, unload it, make sure no one could fire that thing that shouldn't be firing it. Period. Teacher because kid, these are the disasters that happen. So this is our PSA today. If you got a gun in the house, lock it. Teach your kids that they're not toys. you got a safe, you come home, you put the gun in the safe, yeah. okay? If you sleep with a gun by it, then there better be no little kids around you. Period. Because nothing good's going to happen if they get hold of that weapon. And we hope, uh, if you're listening tonight, you go, man, they're right. I better lock that damn thing up. Right? Because... I, I I'll tell you what, yeah. I can't even imagine explaining to, yeah. you know, my sister-in-law and mother-in-law, oh, by the way, uh, you know, your sister, my wife got shot by one of the kids because the gun was unlocked. I mean. Listen, sometimes I come home where, you know, a long day right. and uh, you're tired and then you just go to sleep and then all of a sudden I wake up in in, in, in a nightmare. Like, right. where's my gun? Yeah, you're in a cold let me, sweat. Let right. me run down right. and, and see where it's at because. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, don't want, I don't want my son to wake yeah, up before me that's right. and find it, right. go in a bag, right. find it laying on the counter. No. Yeah. No. No, it's, it's, a, it's a disaster that you'll never recover from. Stick reminders all around the house. Put gun away. Right. Exactly. Whatever Put you got to do. Whatever you got to do. Store it. I don't want to belittle the point, but this is important. No, it's a big right? point. Yes. It, it's a big point. It's a big safety issue, man. Yeah. And it happens all the time. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many shootings happened last year with kids shooting other kids with a parent's gun. And or... How we had a, uh, a retired police officer, his mm -hmm. idiot stepkid takes a gun out and winds up getting himself killed trying to rob an on-duty police officer, right? Lock the gun up. Yeah. Save yourself the grief. I wanted, to make, I, I wanted to make sure to stick this story in the first, in the first right, hour man. so we, we could get that yeah. point out there. And well said, Paul. We want to hammer that one home. But hey, back to fun stuff. Loop, I love this story. Oh, here, check it out. The corruption trolley keeps rolling on in Chicago, and this time we got a bona fide MILF at the center of the scandal. Oh, did you see her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loop. The only, the only way I, Mr. Alderman has a girl like that. I don't think she's a regular girlfriend, do you? Oh, my God. I, he, <laughs> this guy would not be able to get a, a girl like no, that unless he was chance. Alderman. Not a chance. And I bet the popo who pulled her over driving the stolen car, they went, damn, girl. You got to steal cars? I'll, I'll buy you one. I'm telling you, the investment in plate readers is paying off because <laughs> this story broke at the right time. Oh, this is a great story. So so what do we got? We got Alderman Paco Joe Marino, right, files a false police report. He said his car was stolen from his Wicker Park home, right? And guess what? Uh, it wasn't stolen. And by the way, the alderman, we've got text messages uh, to show that. 2016 Audi A6. He's driving a nice whip, isn't he? Yeah. And it's leased. And you know, I bet that lease going for 800, 900,000 a month, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, let's listen. Alderman is a pretty good paying job, isn't it? But who's driving the car? So the Popo, they take the report, they run the plates. And or they got the plate reader. How's that plate reader work? Tell everybody, Loop. <laughs> it's it's, it's a, a science stuff, right? It's some amazing technology. It's just it captures. You got two, you got two cameras right. on top of the uh, squad car, and uh, or usually the uh, the SUV. And uh, 
squad cars rolling down the street, and it's just capturing. And it's like literally thousands plates. of plates a, 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 a minute, minute, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in, in a tour. In a tour of duty, it's not unusual to capture anywhere from anywhere from three thousand to eight thousand uh, license plates. And you hit a lot of warrants, a lot of wanted on that, right? Suspended, yeah, yeah, yeah. hot list, you name it. It's yeah. some amazing technology. It's a it's a great big brother tool, isn't it? I'm not sure I'm crazy about this tool. Okay, I don't want everybody to just read my plates because I'm driving by them. It's bad hey, enough, right? Get nothing to hide. Don't worry about it. But you look at my license plate holders. What's it say? Popo report. WLSA on eight ninety. Okay. <laughs> we we, we want to remind everybody, especially the popo. Hey, better tune in. Better 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 Google that one before you write me a ticket. We'll be talking about you. But the, the alderman's girlfriend is this a, a like a all a time girlfriend or a part time girlfriend? Seems like a part-time girlfriend. Yeah, it seems like that might hey, be. Hey, is, is there a Mrs. Moreno involved? I, I couldn't figure that one <laughs> no, out. No is, she in, so. is she in the scene? Or? No one said so, but I, I you know uh, what? I, when they don't mention her, they didn't say he's single in the article, did they? No. 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 <laughs> Mrs. Moreno wasn't driving the car, was she? No, no. Well, here, well, no. the story goes that he, <laughs> he gives her the car. And uh, she's just this honest hot milk that's trying to that he's trying to help out. He's oh he's trying to he's help trying her. to help her out. Exactly. What was her occupation? Do we know her occupation? Insur- insurance agent. Uh, you know she's uh, she's down on her luck. He's just if, trying if to help her out. She's an insurance agent. Okay, I'm I'm the vice mayor. All right, and we're gonna have to take a break, bro. Oh, we're gonna come back to the story. Are we coming right, back Paul? to the story. We're coming back to this story. All right, Paul. There you go. You heard it here. We'll be back in a few. People, you've been listening to the Popo Report on WSM eight nine. Night show auditions, take one. The babysitters put your baby in front of the radio and we read to them. And the search goes on. WLS AM 890. Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe, why'd you file that police report? What were you thinking about when you reported that Audi missing with your girlfriend driving it? Wait, look, there's some text messaging going on here, isn't there? Well, yeah. I mean, Unlike our actor, right, <laughs> who is not releasing his phone, uh, Joe's girlfriend, she released her phone, didn't she? She's a, she doesn't want that trespass to auto beat. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, these text messages are full of butterfly kisses. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, you know. What's a butterfly kiss? A little butterfly yeah, kiss? There's actually yes. a butterfly and a kiss. Oh. Right after the uh, the text message. Oh, that's nice. And that's, that's true romance. And when he gives her the when, when he loans her the car, yeah, he gives her specific instructions to not smoke in the car. Oh, okay. you can't stand a girlfriend that smokes, can you? Don't want to taste that ashtray when you kiss her. And then and then and then he's he's also he also includes more text messages. Maybe that, you know. Let's have dinner later on in the maybe, week. Maybe he wasn't. You know. Maybe he's PO'd because she was smoking in the car. She's, you you think she's, that happened? She's calling me my love. She's calling him my love. My love. My love, please. Did you leave enough gas in the Audi for me, my love? She includes some sexy pictures, too, you know, uh, along with the text message. She don't look like you're running the mill insurance agent. Not that they aren't, you know, entirely sexy as a group. <laughs> Your insurance agent usually doesn't pose in a nighty with her poodle on her lap, does she? No, I mean they. They uh, met. Be a good marketing plan, I think, for you uh, insurance agents. Maybe a little, maybe short shorts if you're guy or gal. Your poodle on your lap. Don't you think that's a good marketing plan? It worked for Joe. By the way, she right. She didn't write Joe's insurance because she's not actually working as insurance pro- program, right? 
I think she's in between jobs. I, I think so, too. I think she's got another job. It probably doesn't have anything to do with insurance. No, but Procco, he's, uh, this is a misunderstanding, people, <laughs> yes, okay? This is a complete it's, misunderstanding. It's all a misunderstanding. I did not file a false police report, but the Popo, they're looking into the, it. The car was stolen, though, right? Is that what he said? It was reported stolen, oh, but it wasn't. I didn't. Stolen. I didn't say that. Popo just made that up and put that out there. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't cancel the uh, the uh, stolen. Ah, I forgot. He's report. busy, right? Because you could do that immediately. He's a busy guy. You don't, you, don't, you, you don't have time to do to pay attention to them details. You know what? You know what does happen though. You, you get this a lot. People forget where they parked their car. Yeah. The night yeah, before, reported stolen, drinking. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. partying, and they come. They come into the station. Hey. Someone took my car. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you kind of scratch the service. And, uh, you know, why don't you go back to your neighborhood, do a couple laps, right. and then yeah. come back. Hey, press the little button. See, see if any noises go off while you're pressing it, all right? But, yeah, this story's from the beginning, sounded kind of dubious. Uh, yeah. And does he got some other... I, didn't he get arrested for impersonating a police officer about a year ago? Oh, say it's yeah. not so. Well, you know, a hey, you pull out a, the old aldermanic badge, right? You're a big bad alderman. Yeah, you got to pull out some kind of badge to get your point across, well, right? You ever had an alderman badge yet in your career? No, not years? yet. Not yet. You're lucky, Rogers Park. You, the alderman up there might be a little brighter. No, <laughs> keep, if you're an alderman, keep your aldermanic badge in your pocket. Just keep it in your pocket. Yeah, if someone's if someone's illegal, yeah. you know, parking illegally, right. just. Just call 311, call 911, and Let just tell them someone's man. parked illegally. I am the big swinging guy in this district. I, I got a badge. I got credentials. I can whistle up the popo whenever I feel like it. I could mess with my girlfriend if she's not acting right. Yeah, I mean, this is a clear case of you should have mind your own business. And I'm, just, I'm not just, clear why he reported the car stolen. He just came back and it wasn't there, right? Oh, that one? Okay. I thought, yeah. we, I thought we were we moved on to the... No, uh, we can move on, right? <laughs> police impersonating. That's a little convoluted, okay? <laughs> well, our chief spokesman for CPD, though, said, you know, detectives uh, close that case. There's no criminal wrongdoing, right? Of the police. <laughs> I, could, I could see how someone who... Let's say, I, you know, someone, someone shows you a badge, okay? And... If you're the uninformed and ignorant, yeah. you might just go, oh, okay. Oh, oh, wait, oh. this guy's not a police officer. Yes. What was that badge all about? Yes. And Whose badge is that? I think that was a clear case. That was a misunderstanding, probably. So I'll, you know, oh, yes, I'll, it, give it, yes. I'll give it to Joe. But I, Big but, misunderstanding. But the, whole, but the whole false police report? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, he, he may lose. He may lose. Is he his running for election? Election? Yes, he is. Yeah? Yes, he is. Boy, if I was his... Uh, I would jump on this whole story. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'd, I'd, I'd print that police report up and hand it out to everybody in that, that ward. They'd all get to read it. We talk about that for a while. Yeah. Hey. But we're moving on. Uh, one of my favorite favorite crimes in Chicago, shooting on the expressways, I-57, Calumet Park. This was a bad one. Very, very, very bad shooting. Three people, including two young boys, get shot in the middle of the day on Monday, this past Monday afternoon. I mean, on I-57 in Cal Park. I mean, and it's, uh, the lady gets shot course has nothing to do with whatever's going on out there that causes a shooting right we're talking about the u.s postal worker correct 55 year old didn't uh, have an enemy in the entire free Tam world according to everybody who knew her Tam and she's Clayton. driving down i-57 and the knuckleheads are once again blasting everything uh you know just shooting at 
popping at nine off with her eyes closed, and and what happens? She was that? just going to work. Ugh. She does this every this day. Makes me it just just makes me insane. This whole you're driving to work and you get killed by some knucklehead who just decides to start shooting at another knucklehead. Of course, he doesn't hit the knucklehead he's aiming at because he never does. He always hits the mom, the grandma, the young kid in the backseat. This I, I listen, this should be a special tax on this one. When you go to trial and you get convicted, they should tack on 20 for being a moron. The moron tax. You're yep. going to get 20 more because you killed a lady who had nothing to do with any of this. And I can only sentence you to A, B, or C. But you know what? You get 20 because you're a moron and you're a knucklehead. Think about that one. When you would have been out of jail when you're 80, now you're never getting out. Because I'm going to give you another 20. You're going to do 85% of that. Well, yeah, definitely federal uh, federal gun charges should uh, should be tagged uh, out of that. Uh, the whole way to the state, everything. You know, everything. I, I, I'm not in favor of too much government involvement here. But in it, general, just, it just sounded like these you, it just cases, sounded like you were. There's not enough. There's not enough. Mm-hmm. There should be a special place in hell for these idiots. It just this lady's going to work and and her two kids get shot or just ride in the car minding their own business. How about highway checkpoints uh, uh, entering and leaving the highway? You, you, you know? know why you can't do it? Because traffic would be so screwed. We'd be gridlocked. Random. Okay? Just that, like, well, like DUI stops. I'll tell you what. I, I, not a problem. You'd probably get a lot of guns off the street. I think so. Or, or, deterrence, the ACLU, or a deterrence. Or a deterrence. All your tailpipes you know, going to court trying to stop it, too. Right? Yeah. Because I could just hear it. You're picking on this one. You're picking on that one. It never ends. All right, folks, please. Quit shooting up the expressways. You're killing innocent people, and you're the the cardinal sin is you're screwing up traffic for hours. And uh, also on a related on a related report, uh, the feds just announced charges against five men in Chicago uh, and suburban uh, for and for suburban carjacking. Yeah, the carjackings have slowed down a little bit. Which is surprising because cold weather, they usually increase, don't they? Because everybody's got the car running at the gas pumps when they're running in to get cigarettes or pop or what have you, right? Leave the car running. But the carjacking's uh, getting a little slow right now. Yeah, but I think the the feds are getting involved. I think think the point that the uh, feds are getting involved, uh, you got minimum minimum sentencing now. I mean, you're going to get 15. Mandatory minimums, right? Exactly. You're going to get 15 to 20 years. the f- everyone's fed up and the feds are getting involved. That, I think that a, should that's serve. A big, that's a big yeah. number, man, because all federal crime is 85%. You got to do, you get 10 yeah. years, you got to do 8.5 years in the federal pen. Right. You got zero chance of parole for 12 years, yep. uh, 15 to 20. Um, Oof, yeah. No parole for 12 years. That's a long time. I mean, if word yeah. gets around, I think a lot of carjackings yeah, uh, will go Rod, down. Ask Rod Blagojevich. 12 years, a long time. They don't like it. Don't like sitting in that federal prison for that long. I, I absolutely should go down. Mandatory minimum sentences. Yes, exactly. mandatory I minimums mean, sometimes work. You think Fox and Friends will uh, getting out, get in on the action? I think I'm they, talking about Kim Fox. Oh Friends. well, is she doing anything these days? <laughs> this should. Uh, <laughs> she, this should serve as I think notice. She's mostly trying to get reelected by not doing anything. This should serve as notice. This should serve as notice. You got to, you know, you yeah, got to change the way things are done. Right? Exactly. These are crime. Yeah, these crimes affect everybody, right? These, these thoughtless, stupid, we all get it, gangsters shooting gangsters, no one getting too excited about that number, right? right? But when 55-year-old mom is just trying to make a living to support her family, and she gets smoked because she's driving on express, this is something we got to jump So on. beware, criminals. Mandatory minimum sentences are coming around, okay? We're going to take a break. When we come back, 
We're going to do a little crime and mayhem. You've been listening to the Pope Report on WSAM 890. We'll see you in a few. The Popo Report. Paul Ciolino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation, hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Popo Report. All right, Chicago, Las Vegas, Michigan City, Indiana, Perth, Australia, New York, Boston. These are people who are listening to us. We know because they're sending us mail, talking to us, calling us. They love the Popo Report everywhere loop on WLSAM 890 because they can get it everywhere. You don't have to listen to it live. You can listen to WLSAM890.com, and people are listening to it. We talk about everything. Well, we've, we've got, a, we've got politicians talking behave. about the next stories coming up, aren't they? We've got politicians behaving badly. We have uh, visitors to the city behaving badly. Uh, doing a little crime and mayhem. I, you know, a couple boys from Georgia think they could come up here and do these kind of things, and it's okay. They should have stayed in Georgia with this one. What, what happened? What are the boys from Georgia doing, Loop? We got Robert Bushman. <laughs> 34-year-old Robert Bushman. He should know better. Uh, I mean, he's not a child. So Yes, he's not a child. He's, he's, an, he's a man-child, as they say. Iraqi war veteran uh, throwing racial uh, slurs and uh, yeah, you know what? beating up women I, and Chicago police officers in Wrigleyville. My guess is we're going to find out he was to Iraq and he was driving a truck or spooning out grits in the morning or fixing flat tires. I doubt that he was in combat shooting it up with the bad guys because real heroes don't act like this. No. They never act like this. You're a veteran, exactly. I can't even imagine doing this on my at my worst moment on my worst day. You're an absolute. What did our hero from Georgia do? Let me just say, you're an, you're a great example of how people should act. Okay. I had a mama that would smack your face for talking like this quick, right? It yeah. happened long before I ever got into service, and of course, they don't tolerate that real well in the military because we are and have been for many many years a very diverse force. So what does this genius from Georgia think he can do when he get up here? He thinks he could just, uh, you know, say F you and, uh, you know. Make, make a bunch of racial slurs. We're not, we're not even going to. Immigrant B. And then, then, what is he? He punches the woman. What yeah. kind of guy? What, a, a man who punches a woman is not a man. He has right? no respect for himself no, or anybody else. Right. And then I, I'm going old school. Yeah. You punch a chick, you're not a man. We're taking your man card. Yeah. Okay. Unless she punches you first, of course. <laughs> then maybe you can punch back a little, but not as hard. But but you can't hit women. You can't punch self, them. So you're saying in self-defense. You can't okay call them. And then what happens when the popo showed up? What do you do? He, he kicks the popo and he punch. He fights with the popo. You know they're trying to they're trying to ha- handle the situation. And 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 the officer showed up. Was calls an African American officer, and call, he's he's talking yeah. the big smack to her. More racial slurs. You know what? We need some old school CPD action right then, okay? Because old school CPD, he go in emergency room after this little tussle, especially when he gets up in the CPD officer's grill and starts with the racial stuff, right? Here's what's disturbing. I'm disturbed by this story. Why, Loop? Why am I disturbed? He doesn't get charged for hitting the police officer, which is a felony, right? 
Right. They'd bang this idiot with a misdemeanor and send him on his way. Hey, oh, by the way, I'll be back for court because I'm a veteran and I always show up. Yeah. Oh, when Betty beats first first court date, he's not here, is my guess. Misdemeanor or not. But he it, should have been charged with a felony. I'm wondering why he was not charged with a felony. Do you think, do you think they could frame this Malacca for the uh, Empire uh, actor thing? <laughs> he'd be perfect because he'd probably confess to it because he's an idiot. We already know that. I think the next question they should have asked him, do you have an alibi? What were you doing that night? <laughs> you know, Jesse Smollett, did you beat him? Did you have a red Magna hat on, brother? Come on, tell us. Yeah. yeah. Were Where'd you in Streeterville the other night? Where'd you buy that noose? <laughs> <laughs> Which the news, by, by the way, what does the what does the news turn out to be, Loop? Uh, just just clothesline rope. <laughs> clothesline rope. It's not a news, is it? Or maybe they should have asked them, hey, yeah. have you been in contact with the household bleach lately? Oh, my God. Anyways, Bushman is a moron. Uh, he may or may not come back for his uh, court appearance, which is uh, going to happen real soon up in Skokie, right? Exactly. And, and so then we go to our next rock star, right? This one, uh, he wasn't too bright either, and also from Georgia. No, he's a Texas man. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought they were both Georgia guys. Oh, they're nearby, you know, right, right, <laughs> not right too down far apart, right? Yeah, Texas and southern, yeah, southern states. Yeah, I, I, I get them confused all the time, Paul. <laughs> we, we don't tell a Texan that, okay? They, they, they'd be all sold. But this Texan walks into a bar and threatens to kill an off-duty Chicago police officer in Bridgeport. Probably not a good idea. Of all places, Bridgeport? Yeah, yeah no. Be because no. mostly... Big cop hangouts. Yes, yes. They, and a big cop live any, out, right? A lot of cops live in Bridgeport. Any Bridgeport bar you walk into, yes. you're bound to run into a, a couple, two, three cops. That's right. So Mr. Jonathan Barnes, I, I, I'm guessing he doesn't go by Jonathan, but Mr. Barnes is a little drunk and he gets an argument with the officers. And they said, uh, Barnes, time for you to go. Yeah, it's time for you to hit the exit. <laughs> And, uh, I, you know, I would be pissed, too. Why am I getting pissed off? I'm just starting off. You know, I'm having a good time. Uh, it's just a misunderstanding. So he tries to come back in. But, hey, that was a bad move, right? Oh, he came back in with a nine. Yeah. Nine millimeter handgun. Threatened to shoot everybody. Oh, not a good. You see, old school Chicago. They just call the medical examiner on this one, okay? They're not calling 911 to report a guy's got a gun and he's drunk and he's threatening us. You walk into a cop bar and pull out a 9mm, usually you're not walking out on your own. Yeah, well, a sergeant just grabs his arm <laughs> and restrains him. I mean... Mr. Barnes got a lucky break lucky, out in exactly. Bridgeport. He's lucky somebody was uh, not too intoxicated at 1.40 a.m. and didn't take real offense to having a 9mm pulled out. So, uh, did he make bond? Well, I mean, that gun was reported stolen back in Texas, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Barnes, he's a rock star, this one, right? Georgia and Texas... Not doing well in Chicago today, Loop. Yeah, not sure. Not sure if he posted bond. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing he didn't post bond. Yeah, whatever it was, yeah. at least not for a couple of days. But uh, unlike Mister uh, Georgia man, if he did post bond, he would not be allowed to leave the state. Yeah, but Georgia Georgia man punches a female officer and doesn't get charged. I either the story is totally inaccurate. We're complete punching bags. You're, we're supposed oh, to take. Man. You're supposed to take that hit. I mean, come I, on. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm not taking that hit. Okay, yeah, you're going to jail. In a line of duty, you're, you're going to jail. You, you, you're, it's not unreasonable, no, to get into a fight. <laughs> no, no, yeah. but you're going to get charged if you punch the popo with a felony. That's why the law's there. 
that discourage people from punching the popo and discourage the popo from shooting them after they get punched, right? Yeah, you would have to talk to Kim uh, Fox and friends yeah. With, uh, yeah. on that one again. We'll talk to Kim Fox. Hey, Kim, why are you not charging a guy who punched an on-duty officer and then she's African-American, he's dropping the N-bomb on, on top of it? Well, why, why isn't this guy getting charged? I'm, this, this is a little aggravating. You know what's also aggravating? This is not on our on our uh, on our lineup. But what about the uh, two uh, Chicago police officers working uh, uh, the schools? Yeah, and they get into a fight yeah. with a student. Uh, this was this was a they taser. And, and let me tell you, she I fights saw the back. Tape. Yeah, she's kicking, she's scratching, she's fighting. Probably a good thing tasing this one. Charges get dropped That's because. Yes, because should have happened. She, he, they should have stuck because it to her. the audio was not on. I don't care. The tape is clear. She is fighting like a maniac. Again, right? Paul, we're supposed to take a beating. I, don't you understand that? Listen, I speaking as, in, as the non-popo here, I don't think you should have to take a beating. No, I think not. that's wrong. And if someone starts beating on you, you get to respond with the appropriate amount of force. That doesn't mean shooting them 16 times, but that tasing them is well within your rights, I think, at that point. Right, to, stop, yeah. to stop it from someone getting hurt worse. Yeah, I was just talking in jest. I mean, yeah, yeah. we. Uh, funny thing is, oftentimes when I start scrapping with people and I'm forced to go hands on, you know, you, Luke, you want Luke, you, you're yeah, an expert hey, in hand to hand combat. You wanna, you I, want, I notice. You know, you want to fight. You, you want to hit them with the felony charge. You know, and I'm like, you just get them. Just give them a misdemeanor. It's you know, I'm like, it's a mis. I'll leave it at that. Get them away from me, right? Get them away from me. Give yeah. them a misdemeanor. I don't want to talk to them. But I mean, yeah, we do have. We we are afforded that. You know, option. that charge, that option, well, exactly. I, maybe she said that, okay? And if she did, she knows better because she was there. But I'm uh, I'm just a little insulted she, that idiot didn't get charged. So we're going to take another break, Paul. When we come back, we're going to continue on with a little more crime and mayhem. And we're going to get into uh, some uh, white-collar action up in the North Shore, all right? Oh, we like You've that. been listening to the Popo Report on WSM 890. At a hearing in Washington today, the acting attorney general was being grilled by a member of Congress that thinks Neil Armstrong walked on Mars Monday on the Chris Plant Show. Nine till rush. WLS AM 890. Seven, four. Bad of the ball. Oh, Popo Report is bad. Chicago. WSAM 890. And hey, when you can't listen from 7 to 9 on Saturday nights, you can listen any other time at WLSAM890.com. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, bringing you the latest and greatest. What's going on in Chicago, around the country? <laughs> What's going on in Hinsdale, man? The big one, Lupe. Yeah, we got a guy out of Hinsdale. It's a big one. Scanning a North Shore family. Wealthy North Shore family. Give me roll that number on me. I want to hear that number, Loop. 55 mil, buddy. Oh. Steal big or go home, huh? I mean, yeah. Huh? The feds indicted him. He stole big. Here's one of my all-time favorite slayings, right? Right? Pigs get fat. Hogs get slaughtered. Our Hinsdale accountant, he is way over in hog territory. Yeah. Get a little bit too. Greedy. Listen, he bought two private jets. One wasn't enough. I got to have two. A luxury car dealership. Homes all over the country. Man, this guy was like Robin Leach or something, right? I mean, and Cabo San Lucas, one of my favorite places. Cabo had a nice home in Cabo too. Who needs four yachts? Apparently, this four guy. yachts. Yeah, four I, yachts. That yacht term is thrown around a lot when they're really not yachts. They're just kind of big boats. I'd like to say, but I suspect with two private wait, planes, wait, 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 he wait. probably had a real yacht. If this guy 
He, yeah, he's yeah. going to go for the full yacht. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 100-footer, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going for the 100-footer with the helicopter pad on it, right? And in order to protect your enterprise, you need 60 firearms. You know, I mean... I want to be around for the auction. <laughs> when this all the big G auctions this stuff off after they sent him to prison for with Bernie Madoff for about 60 years. And he st- only stole from one client, right? He's not in Bernie Madoff territory. Come on, Bernie Madoff's in the billions. Are you kidding me? This <laughs> yeah, guy. But I don't know what anybody victims got hit for a billion, but I don't think a lot of them got hit for fifty-five million. Man, that is a big number. Well, he and we hit- know the feds may exaggerate occasionally in their indictments, right? I mean, he hit Roger. His name. He's a philanth- philanthropist. You should be you with say all that, that money. Say, say that five times really fast. Yeah, I'm not going to say Roger it. Weston. Yeah, he. Yeah. He's a uh, you know. He had a bank. He sold it for 180 million. He made a lot of money, and uh, he got he got he got hit for 55 million. Well, the accountant's name is Sultan Isa, or Issa, age 45, and he was living man. He was living better than any rock star I know. Right? Yeah. I mean, yachts, houses, cars, luxury car dealerships. He was just living the dream, wasn't Listen, he? Listen, Paul, you got to play the part, man. It's all you're not going to drive. Now, you're it's not going to drive around in an Audi A6, okay? <laughs> no, uh, no, picking no, up we, picking up milfs in Wicker Park. <laughs> you got to do it right. You're not going to be hanging out with your broke ass insurance agent, are you? No, no. You're going to be in Cabo in the new house or wherever on the new jet. Why two jets? I, I'd, I'd love to talk to this guy. Think he'll come on when one's when one uh, <laughs> when one's out of jet fuel. You got to jump on the next one because you can't wait around. You can't wait around for the fueling part, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was just all jump too, on the other one. It's all too too much for him. It's the smell of the fuel, the waiting for it. He just he wanted one to follow. Probably had bigger gas tanks. That's my guess, right? Yeah. More range. Yeah. Instead of two thousand miles, he had maybe seventy five hundred miles. Go to Europe without stopping for gas. It's always nice, right? You know, on your pit stop, you just pick up the next one and just move on. Just you get a little, wait. A little Global Express for about, you know, thirty five million. It's thirty five million between friends. Especially if it's not your money. Right? I would all have neighbors in Hinsdale are talking, I bet Hinsdale people. Come on, call us up. If your neighbor this guy, we want to hear how he's living. Call the Popo report. Let's chat about it. I bet the Hinsdale neighbors don't call us. They're they're pretty discreet in Hinsdale. This is this is one story that for for Bill Curtis. You ever watch his show? Oh my God! I'm sure he's all over this one, right? Yeah, Bill's about a hundred years old. I don't think he cares anymore. Maybe his production. Why don't you get? Has. Why don't you give him a little more credit? He's such a hater. I'm not a hater. <laughs> Bill was on TV more than maybe anybody we've ever known. though, okay, he had it working. Smart guy, good entrepreneur. Yeah, but this guy, fifty five million. Whoa, good story. Good story. The G's going to have a good time with that one. I'm guessing this is a plead case, right? No one going to trial on this one. Parade the uh, the boats, the yachts, the, the jets, the houses. We're looking at $100 million in damages. Uh, it'll Ooh. probably be pled out. Yeah. Yes, he's pleading. And then, buddy, our next story. Your boy, Joel Allen oh, Brodsky. Oh, Joel. Joel, Joel, Joel has some issues, doesn't he? I would even say... Maybe describe them as problems. So, so you a little history, okay? Joe gets a little nasty in court, talking bad about another lawyer who he's has a adverse relationship with in this case. And the federal judge here in this case doesn't like Joel's act. So, what For does she do? Judge Virginia Kendall. Ooh, Judge Kendall slaps him with a fifty thousand fifty thousand k 
sanction. That's a big number to hit a lawyer with. Okay? I mean, did you did you read the uh, the the facts of the underlying case? I did. Speed, and the, I the, the actually, case? actually I know the other lawyer who was involved in this. A very fine attorney, I might add. I'm not going to mention his name, but I will mention it because he writes about it all the time. Peter Lubin, great lawyer. And Brodsky got really ugly with Lubin yeah. and tried to terrorize him. And the judge was not having it, was she? Fifty thousand loop. You ever heard? You ever heard of another lawyer getting fined fifty thousand by a judge? You know, maybe uh, uh, maybe a day in jail. Maybe, right. Maybe a yeah. couple, couple couple thousand. Disorderly conduct, maybe at the worst, or contempt of court. Contempt you know, of go court, sit in yeah. jail for a few hours, counselor. And usually she'll say, "Don't take his shoelaces." Okay, he's all right. Right. So here, here's what here's Brodsky told me. My friend, Mister Brodsky, that'll be fifty thousand dollars. Here's what she wrote. Due to repeated violations of this court's orders to refrain from aggressive, unprofessional, and vitriolic behavior. Vitriolic behavior. Yes, that's the key word there, I think. You know, acting a little unprofessional little, in the courtroom. Yeah, a little. 50,000 is not a little. Maybe acting a lot unprofessional, court, at least as far as the judge is concerned. But he's fighting this one. Ah, but it, what, what happened on this one, no loop? He had a lawyer, right? And the lawyer, they go to the appellate court, and they lose badly. They said, uh, you know what? Pay that 50K. We don't care. And Joel, <laughs> Joel then fires his lawyer. Ineffective assistance of counsel, absolutely. He's hey. not too kind to him in the new pleadings, is he? No. Joel writes the new one, the, the appeal to the appellate court. Right. Hey, you, you should forgive me. Because I had a bad lawyer here. He, he didn't understand the facts. He said things I'd have never let him say. And he wouldn't let me testify. You think Joel knew about, you, you can't, there's no such thing as not letting you testify. If you want to testify, you can testify. It's like, that's the worst mistake of my life. Right. That's what, isn't that a quote? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the worst mistake of my life. I, I think maybe the worst mistake might be this appeal he just wrote. You read it? Oh, yeah. I read it. Yeah. It's it's yeah, full of uh, written grammatical errors. It's uh, 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 run on sentences. It's 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 not. It's, it wasn't it wasn't looked over with a fine tooth comb. Tooth comb. I think the only one that looked at this one was Joel's because Joel in that brief he puts his business totally out in the street, doesn't yeah, he? Way out there. Now I I think I recall Joel bragging about vacationing in Europe at one point, or maybe even telling a judge that on the record because he couldn't be there for an appearance. I, we have a home in France or Italy, Your Honor, and we, we go there every year, right? That that was anyways what was reported at one point. And so he, he goes into grand detail about how he has never owned a home in, in France or Italy, and for that matter, in the United States. He, he, claims, to be home, broke. he claims to be broke, yeah. He broke. 50000 is puts him in the poorhouse. He doesn't have it. He I was, said he doesn't even have five thousand. I was talking to my, I was talking to other attorneys about this, and they're like, oh, "It's you know, it just comes down to you know, bad money management." Because how could this guy be broke? You know. Well, he says, "Hey, just because I've been involved in some high-profile cases doesn't mean I'm rich." This is in his pleadings. You know, he just wants right? to be in the public eye and doesn't charge a huge retainer. It's people, people, people just think, Your Honors, that I'm rich because I'm a high-profile guy. There's a big difference between high profile and so many it gets on TV and radio and just rants and raves, isn't there? Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know what Joe was doing, but Joe didn't manage. Uh, he's broke, according to his own pleadings. According to his own pleadings. And, yeah. I, I got to tell you, it's pretty sad, actually. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. He definitely and, put and it out I, there. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of good lawyers who have been in a lot of fights with him. He's got a lot of issues.
Right? He's made a lot of enemies, exactly. Yes, he has. I mean, yeah. my, my wife's seen him in action in, uh, in, uh, when he does uh, family law cases, and she, uh, she has, not, some, stories to, she has some, stories, yeah, some stories to tell. All right, Paul? We're going to yeah. take another break. When we come back, we've got a little funky crime and punishment time, all right? You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSM 890. Four times a day, you got a chance to put an extra $1,000 in your pocket. 4K a day. Listen, text, and win at 8, 11, 2, and 5. WLS AM 890. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. We were coming, spinning out of the turn here at WLS AM 890. And hey, don't forget, WLSAM890.com. You can listen to everything, anything you want at any time at the dot com. Right, Lou? That doesn't get any better. We're hot. This is this is coming up to the hot segment. I love this next story. What is it, Luke? What's our next story? I mean, there's a lot going on with TSA and the other recent shutdown. You know, oh, yeah, things are getting kind of scary. They can't feed their families. They're broke. They got no money. A month of uh, no paychecks just like ruined them. They're jumping out of hotels in the Orlando airport. Paul, you're heartless. I got, like, I'm not too heartless. What's the next story, Luke? What what happened with some TSA workers? My point was <laughs> that there aren't enough TSA screeners. No, there is employed. not enough. No, no, there never are enough. Hardly, because they're all running coke. <laughs> not, not all of them are running coke, but uh, apparently a, a dozen of them are running coke to the tune of a hundred million dollar cocaine smuggling ring over the last ten years. So that's about what? A million a year. A million a year? It's not too, not too no, bad. No, no, no. That's 10 million a year. We're talking well, 100 million. million. Yeah. 100 million. That's 10 million. Yeah. Which means that the, the, the 12 geniuses in this thing were all popping on close to a million bucks a year clear, right? Yeah, once you, yeah, discount for expenses and, you know, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there weren't many expenses taxes? being that we ran the airport. With taxes, yeah, you know. I, I wonder if any of these dudes were on TV screaming about the fact that, uh, you know, if the government shutdown hurt me, I can't. I can't make my car note. Oh, they're like, uh, we're I can't in, make the mortgage. They're like, we're going on, we're going on vacation right now. <laughs> they were glad right. for this for that shutdown. Listen, you got the hundred million dollar cocaine rate. You're busy. There's a lot of things that have to happen, right? You got to make arrangements. You got to make sure the right people are being paid. There's a lot of stuff going. A lot of moving parts to that operation. Exactly. You, you, you got to have great communication between your compadres. Twenty tons of cocaine over eighteen years. Ouch. Ouch. Man, that's a lot of coke. Hey, Paul, do you remember our friend Fernando Gomez, the uh, detective out of uh, out of Evanston, who got pinched by who got <laughs> pinched former by the DEA agent, right? Exactly. Yes, we, I like Fernando. Poor do you Fernando. think Do you think <laughs> him and the United Organization of Drug Traffickers had had anything to do with this? Because you know it's out of Puerto Rico. Maybe. Oh, I'm thinking probably a good bet they had something a lot to do with it. Maybe, there you huh? Go. Yes. United Organization of Drug Traffickers. Now listen, that, that's a great name, isn't it? <laughs> Who thinks of these names? Some drug dealer somewhere. Yeah. They've got, exactly, they've had great people at the top who, like, just think of great things you know, to do. You know, do. senior management in these operations is usually pretty slick dudes, right? And dudettes. The problem is, is the middle. It gets murky in the middle. That's where things start to go south for them. 
you're not the CEO of this organization for, you know, just... Everybody's reason. greedy. The guys in the middle and on the bottom don't think they make enough money for the risk they take, right? It just all, it all starts to come apart for the poor guys. Puerto so, Rico. Who knew? <laughs> so listen, you, you mentioned earlier, you know... This whole thing has to be well thought out. Yes. A lot of moving parts. There's going to be a lot of planning. A yes. lot of moving yes. parts. So with each flight, they were carrying as much as 33 pounds of Coke. Well, in I the mean, grand scheme of the $100 million operation, not, not a great deal. But 33 pounds, listen, that's what a does big a pound go for? What, is it, what does a pound go for? Oh, uh, depends on the quality, the purity. I mean, uh, a lot of, you know, run-of-the-mill, uh, you know, Kia Coke, 25,000 probably on the street. Wholesale, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Point. <laughs> you, know, being, you start cutting it up; it's a lot <clears throat> more net. You know, start start mixing mixing it with uh, with something else. Yeah. yeah, fentanyl. Yeah, no, not a good idea. But yeah, it was uh, it was quite an enterprise. TSA, all right. Another operation brought to you by the United States government. Here you go. I still want to know if any of you guys were beefing during the shutdown. Probably. What's our next story, Luke? We're going to River Falls. No, Fall River, Massachusetts. Hey, so Fall River, nice, you know, nice you decide to be a bank robber. You know, you it's before you before you walk in, it's kind of you know, uh, you it's know, the moment of truth. Hard, right? It's the moment of truth. No, really, you're, you're like, am I going to do this or not? Am I going to do this or not? It's a gonna, bad idea, good idea, right? Yeah. Ying yang. Am so, I going to get caught? That's usually the only thing holding people back, right? What's the chances of me getting caught hitting the bank today? Bad chance. I don't know. What did this guy do? What did what our bank robber in Fall River? So this lady, so she walks in. She walks up to the tower. Lady. Lady yeah, bank robber? Lady bank robber, yeah. Eh, yeah. Women are known for, you know, sometimes strong decision making unless we work for them. Then we no problem there. So she approached the teller and she said, mm, wait a minute. Okay, so hey, she, God. she went off to the side. <laughs> yeah. She wrote something on a piece of paper. I want all quarters, please. But. No. But before she went back to the teller, I guess she had a change of heart. Okay. You know, she had a Jesus moment. There, a come to Jesus there you moment. Go. Come to Jesus moment. So don't rob that bank, honey. Yeah. So be, she be a good girl. So she ripped up the piece of paper. Good idea. And threw it away. She flushed it. No, no. she just put it in the trash can. So in, they, in the bank. In the bank. Yeah. yeah it's called <laughs> evidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not a good idea to leave your evidence in the bank. <laughs> but did she rob the bank? No, she didn't. Okay. She just wrote on that piece of paper, well, "Give me the money." No problem then, right? Yeah, it's not attempted, right? It's not attempted bank robbery. No. Attempted is like if you're trying to rob the bank and, you know, you fall out with a heart attack or the police dog shows up and tears your rear she, end up. She had the intent, but she never, she never she, followed she through She never with took it. that next step. That next step, that important next step. I think exactly. you could write a note. If you throw it out, I have no harm, no foul. I don't think you're getting charged with it. The feds certainly aren't going to charge hey, you. But the Fall River Police, they're looking for uh, this lady, okay? They're well, looking for her. She, she, at least she didn't use one of her own deposit slips with her name on it, right? It was a blank piece of paper. She probably wasn't a customer, so, you know. It's probably a good idea not to rob your own bank, don't you think? I'm sure it happens a lot, though. Oh, you feel comfortable? Everybody recognizes <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, everybody recognizes you. Yeah, Why not a, rob yeah, your own bank? That's always a good idea. You know I won't hurt you. We're friends, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, I, the Fall River girl lady, she didn't get arrested, though, right? No, no, no. There's the, no, they're you know the uh, the Fall River police. They're they're, they're looking. Cool? Are they cool? They're looking for information uh, <laughs> to just to talk to her. I think she needs social services more than she needs anything, don't you? I Let's think get she, her to social I think she needs to get a job. How about that? If she had a job, she probably wouldn't be robbing a bank during daylight hours. 
That's, that's the problem with bank robbers. Most of them are unemployed. Loop. Yeah. But hey, we're going to stay on the we're going to stay on the East Coast. Though. We're going to Greensboro, North Carolina. Nice town. There's a we've got a ghost involved. You know, even oh, a, even a raccoon. Oh. <laughs> this is a great story. <laughs> because what happened? The lady wasn't imagining stuff, was she? No, no. We got a college <clears throat> North Carolina college student. Yeah. You know, she just moved into her apartment yep. just off of campus. Yep. And uh, she starts hearing noises <laughs> in her closet. You know, and she just. She just didn't even didn't even think much of it. Well, I think she did. I think she's getting pretty nervous hearing all these noises because she's hearing voices and stuff, right? Yeah, she just she just hears rattling in her closet. It, but and then she she even she even said it. it sounded like a raccoon in my closet, but it wasn't a raccoon. <laughs> you get raccoons in the closet in North Carolina, do we? If they sneak, they sneak in. You know, they want to rummage through your clothes. Why not? Uh, a raccoon usually looking for something to eat. Not wear your clothes. Maybe she left some food in her in her in her in her pockets. Maybe that's it, in her right? Coat. Yeah, right. Maybe leftover burrito from Friday night was in my jacket. But it wasn't a raccoon or a ghost. Oh, she was mistaken. Yeah, it was thirty-year-old Andrew Swaffer. Ah, Andrew. I bet Andrew was up to no good in that closet. Uh, apparently, he had a fetish for just <laughs> <You'd think>. sneaking <laughs> in, break sneaking in a, uh, a college student's uh, dorm room or just home yeah. and going through her clothes and just sniffing through it, trying them on. You know, I saw a picture of Andrew. Yeah, let me tell you, I, I'm pretty sure this was the best he could do. The dating pool for Andrew was extremely limited. Yeah, had to break into the college students' females' closets and wear their clothes. Was he talking to him while he's in the closet? No, he was just trying on clothes. Uh, he's just Sniff, having a good time. Sniffing, right? yeah, having sniffing a good time, it, making yeah. very little noise, but enough to get her attention. And everybody probably thought she was crazy, right? <laughs> Nothing in your closet. No raccoons, no people. What happened, though? Andrew got caught. Yeah, $26,000 bond, Oof. 14 felony charges, including Larcy and I identity theft all right paul it's a pretty cheap body we're going to continue on with a little funky crime and punishment time after this break all right we put the smart into your smart speaker alexa open wls wls am 890 the popo report saturday night look it's climax time time to get it up let's go Time to get out of here almost. We're going to close with a bang, folks. You don't want to turn this off. You don't want to change stations. Don't do anything silly. Because this is it. This is this is the height. Back to where we back. We're back to Florida, Loop. I love Florida. We're going to start, we're going to end off with the ubiquitous Florida man driving through an airport fence. He does donuts after, speed, after speeding across <laughs> an active runway. Uh, you got to love the Florida idiots, right? This guy is a world-class idiot. 20-year-old Zane Alexander. Zane, Zane, lucky he didn't get shot by every law enforcement guy within 50 miles, run over by a big jumbo jet. There was nothing going on. <laughs> it was all quiet in the hood. I mean, come well, on. It, it wasn't too quiet when Zane showed up, though, was it? What did Zane do? Zane runs through the fence in his car, right? Hitting speeds up to 100 miles an hour, doing donuts in the grass. I would think he was intoxicated a lot, uh, and a little bit of mental. I don't know. But, but, you think but, so? but no, they claim he was not intoxicated or under the influence of anything. He just did this for no <laughs> this is particular Florida reason. <laughs> you don't need a reason in Florida uh, no, to do you anything. Don't. You just do it. Yes, just going to drive, bust into the airport, 
and put everybody in danger, including my young self. In Florida, it's all good. It's Let's just all do some donuts good. out in the grassy knoll of the uh, airport property. That, that Jumbo Jets landing won't notice me spinning at 100 miles an hour out here in the grass. Won't cause any problems, will it? Like I said, man, he was lucky. Nothing was going on on the runway at that time. Most Popo would not be too understanding of these activities, okay? Any of the long rifles might come out for this guy. But he was, look, and he's just charged with a little criminal mischief and trespassing. Where are the federal charges involved here? Must they had a judge on duty who had a sense of humor. Fox and Friends. (laughs) Yeah, one of the judges from Fox and Friends sent Bond. That's what happened. (laughs) Right? It wasn't a real judge or a real court. Pretend judge. Pretend. On TV. Yeah, TV judge. You know, Judge Judy. Judge Judy? Judge Judy, maybe. Judge Judy would have gave him the death penalty for this one, okay? She don't play. Yeah, she doesn't. No. But, hey, still in Florida. Hey. (laughs) We can't. It's hard to get leave. Uh, It's hard to get out of there and leave, isn't it? We we just keep dragging us back. Every time we try to get out, they drag us back in, don't they? Yeah. Don't they? What, What did this little young lady do? 14... You know, the ubiquitous Florida girl. I don't have daughters, but man, fourteen-year-old daughter did this. I don't know. The belt she, might have to come off when she came home. Okay, I'd be she, a little hot. She just had that urge to go visit her boyfriend, but <laughs> not, but not the but but not the means to get there. She yeah, couldn't no jump by bicycle, no skateboard, no right? bus card, oh, no train card, no pink pink line, red line, green no, line. No no no, 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 no. What'd she do, Loop? How did she go see the boyfriend? Donald well, Lee County. This happens a lot, you know. You 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 call the Papa John's or a, you know a pizza pizza joint. Yeah, yeah. can you deliver a couple of pies at at this address? That's right. They're, they're glad to get the business. Of course, yeah, they show up with the pies, right? You know, I I blame, I, I put the blame squarely on the pe- the delivery driver because he left this he left this car running. Listen, nobody nobody. They have like a time limit. These no, guys. No. I mean, you don't have time to turn the car on, turn hey. it off, right? Hey, that's a that's a <laughs> hey, that's a traffic infraction right there. Leaving hey, a that, car running, leaving a car running. All right, and plus it, maybe a fourteen year old girl might jump in there and take it for a ride, or any kind of an offender. You know, uh, trespass the vehicle. You know, whatever. Yeah, turn your car when you making that delivery. You know, secure your secure your automobile and deliver the pies, and then come back. <laughs> that's just that's just what thirty seconds out of your Let's time. Keep the fourteen year old out of the driver's seat, okay, to go visit her boyfriend. So she makes the call. I'd love to know? see this boyfriend, by the way. I, I bet he's just a real dream. And then <laughs> then then she saw her opportunity. This guy left his keys in the car in the car running. Uh, he, she gets in. Hey, I gotta go. I gotta go visit my boyfriend. Well, apparently she has, she has more common sense than the 49-year-old driver who left the car running with the keys in the ignition, right? That's right. I blame him for this. You know what, Loop? He he got her Loop, in trouble. I'll bet our Becky did not steal the pizza guy's car when she was 14 because her daddy, I bet, would have been a little up, upset, wouldn't he have been? Like it. Well, yeah. Becky's rear end's hurting just thinking about it 20 years later, okay? <laughs> No bond for the fourteen year old. This is a juvenile matter, right? It's a juvenile matter. I mean, look, he had he had police helicopters tracking her. I mean, she she went on for six miles. Got, hey, it's a slow night. The helicopter guys need something to do. How many miles? Six miles. They tracked her for yeah, six miles. That's, that's it's hardly worth mentioning. It's hardly Ca- newsworthy. Lee County has a, <laughs> Lee County has a has a police copter. Must chopper. be nice. Wow. Must be nice. Florida taxpayers, sheriff. Sheriff's got sheriff's got a nice budget. He got a helicopter in that thing, man. But sometimes those guys. Yeah, never mind. Forget. It. Let's. Hey, 
Karate Kid story, Loop. Hey, Daniel's son. Daniel's son. What did Daniel's son do down in South Carolina? <laughs> Apparently, he's on the loose in South Carolina. <laughs> Striking a pose before stealing a purse. Did, 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 did the old crane kick pose? Did the, did the old, yeah, exactly. Miyagi, Miyagi's son taught him well. It's a 1984 film, Loop. I mean, listen, to getting a little bit old. Don't we have any, something a little bit more modern to get grab the attention of the locals? Apparently not. There's a uh, photo of this, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking pretty amazing. The one, the one-legged stance that Mr. Miyagi taught Daniel Larusso in the movie. He he used this to commit a robbery. I don't think Mr. Miyagi. The whole theme was not to commit robberies; it was to do good, right? The whole crane thing. <laughs> a kid from a kid from Reseda exactly gets beat up by the uh, local bullies, and then he you, then you, he, you know he, way too much. About he comes this. out with this crane kick. <laughs> And he uh, he becomes the uh, the uh, the karate champion of uh, of the uh, the neighborhood, and you know it all ends well. If you all could see the gleam in Loopy's eye right now, if we were on TV, I'd be making him do that damn crane kick because I know he could do it. He's probably practiced it. It was actually the best. <laughs> it's actually the best best one out of the series. The first one. I knew it. Yes, it was a pretty good movie in 1984. Back in 1984, Loop. right? <laughs> yeah, Loop, yeah. you don't have to go home and watch it tonight. Okay. Everybody, it's, it's probably, it's always on reruns, and we always Does watch Ma it. Max watch it? Max like this movie? He's going to get into it. Oh, the mom wants him to do uh, karate. So, uh, okay. You know, he's, the, the crane kick's going to be the first thing he's going he's gonna to be taught. Luke, i got to tell you, with the whole concussion protocol these days, I'm not sure that crane kick is something you want to be teaching the youngin. <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah. know, we're going to go from a crane kicks to uh, hey, our happy ending. Ah, uh, it's happy ending time. Coming out of Rogers Park, Paul. Oh, I love Roger Park stories, Loop. You know, remember last week there was an HBT incident on in West Rogers Park. Hostage barricade team? Yeah. Yes. And apparently there was another one this week. Hello? In Rogers Park? In Rogers Park. Well, again, what, what is going so on? so much going on in, in Rogers, Rogers Park. Park. What are you doing? How come your people are out of control up in Rogers Park? It's not our people. It's it, it, Well, it's the yeah. residents, exactly. It's, that's it's, that's it's, your hood, man. That's your neighborhood. That's your beat. That is, that's where you are the king. Well, apparently, apparently, you know. There's just exactly. You know, this, 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 this is great training. This is great training. You've been taking too many days off. That's the problem. They're getting a little too frisky up there in Rogers Park. I think you better start working some double shifts and letting them know the sheriff is back in town. Okay, not none of this nonsense going to be tolerated. Well, yeah. There, there you go. What, so but, what happened? Tell, tell me your story. I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, you know, it was a uh, a battery turned into an HBT incident. SWAT <laughs> SWAT had to be called because uh, the guy just decides to barricade himself inside the apartment. So when that happens, automatic file general orders. You know, you got to call, cut a call SWAT. You know what the problem was, right? He read the paper to the last guy who barricaded himself, right? And he was shooting at the popo, and the police were shooting at him, and, and his mom and daddy are jumping out the windows. Was this an apartment building, one, two, or was it a small residence? It's apartment building, yeah. Uh, that's the apartment buildings, right? It might be a key word when that 911 call comes over the radio. And you know the police, they, the police department handled it. Anybody you know, like get a, shot? Like a textbook situation. No, no, no nobody, shooting. No shooting. <laughs> nobody was shot. The sergeant showed up and unloaded on the guy. Nothing. Nothing. That's nothing good like that happened. That's very nice to hear. And consequently, no one was on the two five seven or Fox News that night, were they? No, no, For no. Bad stuff. Exactly. It was. It was all good in the hood. We right? don't need, Judge Dow's not going to be down there monitoring that one, is he? No. No, no we're no, good. No, no. no. Luke, this, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, Paul, that does it for us this Saturday night. And, uh, hey, you got any final uh, parting words? Uh, Popo Nation, thank you for listening as always. We'll be back next Saturday.
as and always. It, and as always, don't poo-poo on the good popo. All right? That's right. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. We'll see you next week.